This is The Jerry Callahan Show. Hi, Carano. I'm going to need you to do something, something very simple before we start here. You do, do you have any saran wrap and, uh, in your little well, uh, cookie stick? Uh, grab some saran. I need you to wrap that microphone. Uh, in fact, wrap your whole head, wrap your whole body in saran wrap because uh, I, I've decided. I've, I've come along. It took two years, but they're beating me down. And now my motto is you can't be too safe. You're all you in on this COVID. I'm all in. in. I'm all, all right. Now that I've... Now that I've read up, you see, I, I used to think, you know, that uh, it didn't do any good to to wear a mask or, or stay, you know, stay isolated. I do, used to think it was kind of silly to wash your hands every 30 seconds. But finally, I'm coming around now that, uh, you know, Joe Biden told me yesterday, <laughs> Joe Biden told me yesterday that uh, this was a really scary thing, this virus. And he said, it's all the fault of the unvaccinated, which is you. Yep. And and maybe me, I don't even know if I qualify as vaccinated anymore, but I wonder what, what, what they're going to be saying, what they're going to be doing uh, a year from now, two years from now, because someone like Biden, who's only president because of COVID, is never going to let it go. His pe- the people around him are never going to let it go. The media loves it. Obviously, I repeat myself, the Democrats, the media love it the covid panic it, it, it's it's like institutional at the, this point the teachers unions love it everybody teachers, loves yeah, it. If, you, if you haven't noticed the teachers unions are walking off the job again i mean i assume when they took the vote the chicago teachers voted to walk off the job i, I assume they voted you know from uh you know fort lauderdale or from key west or <laughs> probably no, some uh, from Aruba and, and voted for, you know, for safety to stay out of it's school. It's all for but, the kids. Of course, of course. Everything's for the kids, for the kids. You, you know, we got to hold down five-year-olds and give them an injection they don't need, but it's for their own good. It's for their own good because if you can save one life, Carano, it's worth it. If you could save one life. It is so amazing to me at this point that it's getting, that, that people are doubling down. I mean, don't I would think normal people, I understand Joe Biden, or should I say the people around Joe Biden, I understand his motive. They got there, they they got to the White House, he got to the to the presidency because of COVID. He's gonna double down. He's he's again, he's lying to everybody about the unvaccinated, and we'll get to that because it was amazing. I think yesterday, by the way, most people didn't see it because they don't want you to see it. They do it like in the afternoon when no one's watching TV. I think it could be the worst, most uncomfortable, most incoherent speech or appearance that he's had. And that's saying something. I mean, he was coughing. He looked terrible. He's in that fake White House with the fake window with fake snow in the fake window. The whole thing, it's like, you know, Truman Show stuff where it's it's all this pretend stuff. And he sat there and said... This is still the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And I had to, I mean, I heard it a few times because it was kind of going around social media. And it just got me thinking, man, when um, he, he obviously, I mean, I understand he's not all there, but the people around him know it's not a pandemic of the unvaccinated. We all know at this point, right? Even the dumbest sheep out there that just follows the, whatever the government tells them, they know that vaccinated people are getting COVID, right? Everybody how can, knows how, that. How can you not know? I mean, all the case, uh, uh, the majority of the cases now are people with who have been vaccinated. Like the majority of the it's, country it's, is vaccinated. It, so which, come on, which doesn't which doesn't mean the vaccine doesn't keep you alive and prevent you, prevent severe illness. Sure, it means you can get COVID when you have the vaccine. Vaccine. In fact, I think most people at this point know someone who has. COVID and is vaccinated, right? So they know, everyone knows it doesn't prevent you from getting it. It doesn't prevent you from transmitting it. And it's almost like this buffoon in the White House is doubling down and making a speech that he made, same speech he made six, eight months ago. And it's just bizarre. It, it To me, it shows, if you weren't sure, just how sinister the strategy is. It's like we we talked about it many times that you you isolate uh, one group, you pit them against another. Yeah. It's one one's the vast majority, the vaccinated, and you pit them against the unvaccinated. You 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 treat the unvaccinated as filthy, as as uh, insubordinate, as obstinate, and 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 you say it's their fault. It's 
it's a strategy that tyrants have used from the beginning of time. And this time, you know, they're not making you wear a yellow star yet, Carano, but they're clearly uh, dividing and conquering. That's the strategy. And I thought it was working pretty well for a while because people didn't know, they didn't tell you about natural immunity. So you couldn't say, a large portion of the unvaccinated are good because they have natural immunity. He doesn't mention that. Fauci, who is a, a criminal, an absolute, an absolute monster, he's a guy that knows these things. Again, I give Biden somewhat of a pass because he doesn't know anything. He doesn't even know what he's saying most of the time. Fauci does, but he won't mention natural immunity because that would be hard to stigmatize the unvaccinated. Yeah, there's a hundred, there, uh, you heard Malone say it too, but I, I've seen it before uh, he was on Joe Rogan, that there are over 140, there are 142 studies proving that once you have COVID, you have better immunity to getting right. COVID again than the vaccine can give you. What was the number that he put on 27 times stronger the, the natural immunity uh, is than I've the heard, vaccine? I've heard ranges, but that was the top right. end of the range, yes. I mean, even if it's even, if it's even, even if it's close, if you're unvaccinated because you've already been sick and you have natural immunity, it's hard to turn that person into a villain. It's especially if that person is a child yes, or a, or a young person or a 25 year old, healthy 25 year old had COVID recovered, has the natural immunity, but they're not going to allow this, the truth to come out. And I think yesterday was a really sinister, cynical, transparent, example of it where everybody who was listening knows the truth but he's just going to keep hammering away on this and he says it over and over again as if there's somebody out there listening and going wow he said please he really really wants me to get vaccinated you know i think i will it's time to do it now those, those people don't exist no so there's another reason for him for this tact there's another reason for this strategy and it's clear it's it's clear that they're going to stick with the divide and conquer blame those people who are stubborn or are not getting vaccinated for some reason and and he's hoping to take the heat off him because he's the one or his people his group they lied over and over again said they had a plan to shut down the virus we've seen the video if you look in the right places he said it over and over and over i will shut down the virus i won't shut down the i'll shut down the virus he was lying then. He knows it now, or his people know it now, but they're not going to take the blame. They're never going to accept the fact that they, uh, <laughs> that they got elected on a, on a, on a lie. So they're going to continue to blame it on the unvaccinated and they're going to continue to make it seem as if they're Trump supporting rednecks. Yes. When in fact it's, <laughs> that's not the case. I mean, obviously plenty of people are Trump supporters who aren't vaccinated, but a lot of black people, a lot of Hispanic people. There's people, a lot of people who've had COVID, a lot of people who are young and healthy and don't see the reason for it. And yet he's not going to change course. He's just going to keep saying it over and over again, which means he knows he's lying. He knows he's attempting to stigmatize, to demonize a certain group of people. And he knows and, and if you're paying attention at all, you know it's a political strategy, which is despicable. And it's not just, a political, not just a political strategy because he's not just passing the buck, right? He's using it. Right. He uses it to right. achieve power. He uses it as, um, as for, for, for expanding his power. Um, and the pharmaceutical companies are making out. Media is making out because they get more clip, uh, clicks through the, the fear porn. Every, all these powerful people are making so much money or gaining so much power with this COVID show that they're just going to keep it up until and you know there's what? enough pushback. You, uh, uh, whatever, two years ago, three years ago, I didn't know you, but I would call you, you know, a conspiracy theorist. Let's say you're one of no, those guys. No, I'm not. It, I just understand what power it, is and, and incentive know. structures are. <laughs> you know, lots of, uh, you know, libertarians or, or lots of you Bitcoin people, I'd say, are conspiracy theorists. Yes. Well, you know what? If that makes you a conspiracy theorist in this day and age, then sign me up because there's, <laughs> There's, there was nothing you heard from, uh, from Biden or from uh, Jen Psaki that was on the level. Nothing. What you saw, what you heard yesterday was, again, a really reprehensible political strategy to, to, to lie, to deceive, to deflect blame, because they're not taking any blame for this. 
they deserve it because they as and and we didn't really get into this uh and nobody i've seen has but the thing from the malone interview with uh with rogan where he talked about how biden met with the leader of the province in india yes they they've eliminated COVID in this one province yes with, i want to know what's in that package i want to know what's in that package it's probably ivermectin and, and, and some other right stuff. and and hydro hydrocloxy whatever yeah <laughs> chloroquine yeah hydro we call it hydro it's but the they don't want you to know about that they no. will not allow you to talk about therapeutics it's yeah. it's bizarre and it's and it's truly sinister and yesterday to me was the best example we'll play some uh Biden and he looked terrible by the way he looked he's not gonna gone. look better do you think that this is gonna get better or worse he's gonna keep he's, making less sense and looking sicker and sicker he's an old and, and, man and even if it was was on the level he's the least convincing yeah, the yeah. least persuasive president or, or leader I've ever seen again there's not one person out there listening watching him and being convinced to get the jab not one there's I mean People have already done it or not done it on their own. And maybe if you had somebody uh, you know, smart and, uh, and and persuasive, they could be convinced. Maybe there are some people on the fence, but he doesn't convince anybody. Oh, no. It just it doesn't work. At some point, they're just never going to let him talk. They don't let him do press conferences or interviews now, but they let him come out and make statements. They're gonna there's going to be an end to that because he looks awful. He looks sickly. I mean. How about him yesterday? And we'll play it saying, keep your kids away from the unvaccinated. Was that in the script? Because that is the most, uh, I don't know, ominous uh, 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 statement he's made. Keep your kid. What if the, if your kid's, you know, six and his best friend is also six and that kid's not vaccinated? You're going to keep them away? What about the kids in his first grade class who aren't vaccinated? You're going to make that six-year-old like, stay away from other six-year-olds it's it was so bizarre i can't imagine if some other you know not even just trump but anyone else said the things that biden said yesterday they were they were in uh, at some level they were frightening and we could play some of them and we're going to get into some of these restrictions it has gotten crazier you know it has gotten crazier out there from these crazy covid covidians these branch covidians these cult members these these fanatics the things they're doing to children at this point are just wrong. They, they, they should be stopped. I'm not sure why, how we get to the point where we're allowing this, first of all, shutting schools down, going back to remote. When we know the damage that's been done to kids, my kids are older now, I thank God, because I, as I've told Turtle Boy, I don't think I could handle it. I think I'd be... I'd be ready to take up arms, honest to God. If I saw what oh, some of these schools are kids, doing, I mean, just making them play sports, making them play soccer or basketball with a mask. Right. And and now it's worse than worse than last year it or is. the year before. It you is know because, why? Because we because we know a lot more information exactly. now than we did. Yeah. Exactly. We know we know it's not science. We know it's not medical. We know it doesn't make any sense. We know it doesn't save solve anything. And they do it anyway. There are some sick people out there in these school boards, these superintendents, these principals, these teachers. There are some really sick, deranged people who are hurting children and they're doing it, you know, in the name of public health or science. And I don't know how, but they must be stopped. And, and I got some examples. People were reaching out to me after I tweeted the, the most bizarre example. And it's right outside of Boston. We'll get into that. We're going to the, um, the, the uh, Hall of Fame voter who's not going to vote for Aaron Rodgers, who's clearly the MVP. I mean, this is the Hall of Fame voter, the MVP voter. He might be a Hall of Fame voter too, but Man. this guy in uh, Chicago, his name is Hub Arkish. <laughs> I've never heard of him, but Hub is going to explain to us why he's not voting for Aaron Rodgers. And it just makes me really, really want Aaron Rodgers to win this award yeah. because it's going to piss off the woke sports media, which is just as bad as the news media. There's a bunch of wokesters who hate Rogers because, you know, he lied to them. He didn't get the shot and he pretended he did. And they want to deny him the MVP because of that. Right. And because, and because he reads Ayn Rand on, on, Ayn. Rand. Uh, but we'll get into that. And, uh, 
uh, oh, we get the, we get uh, um, some an Antonio Brown update, Rest which is pretty team. good. Yeah. And I got a question for you. Uh, I gave you time to think about it because I asked you this last night, and I don't know if you come up with anything, but I did. But I did. Our guy, our, our guy Matt Walsh, threw this question out there. With the death of Betty White and John Madden, are there any universally beloved Americans left? I'm not sure Madden qualifies. Betty White certainly did. I have I have my list. There's there's a few, not many, but uh, it's tough to be universally beloved in this day and age. But uh, I got a few, and we'll see what you got. We'll get into all that on today's Callahan Show, brought to you by DCU. Whether you're buying your first home, your dream home, or looking to refinance the home you love, DCU may have the mortgage program to fit your needs and, more importantly, your budget. The mortgage experts will walk you through the application process and help remove the hurdles that can make it so difficult and confusing. They'll bring you right up to the front steps of home ownership. Learn more about rates and programs or to apply today at dcu.org slash mortgage. DCU is an equal housing lender, NMLS number 466914, insured by NCUA membership required. All right, do you want, let's play Let's do the Biden cut just because it's so bad. Um, the one about the children. And the unvaccinated. He mentioned the unvaccinated a few times, which means someone's drilling into his skull. Just keep hammering away at it. Keep blaming them. We can't accept any blame. We can't let them blame you. Let's, you know, our 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 uh, uh, supporters, our lick spittles in the media, will pick up on this and run with it. Just keep blaming it on people like you know Aaron Rodgers and Joe Rogan and. And Matt Carano, blame them, blame them, blame them over and over again. It hasn't worked for a year, but keep doing it. Keep doing it, which is what yesterday was all about. But the thing about keeping your kids away from men vaccinated, that was borderline, you know, creepy. <laughs> like, yeah, creep. I'm not sure how many people are obeying it, but can you picture that adults on the playground, like dragging their eight year olds or five year olds away from other kids that are on the seesaw together that's that's what the impression the to me the impression i got was that what they want to do they want people parents to literally drag their kids away from those filthy dirty unvaxxed kids continues to be a pandemic of the unvaccinated so we got to make more progress and for patients who still haven't gotten your kids vaccinated please get them vaccinated look out for their interest here it's the best way to protect them and for parents with kids <clears throat> too young to be vaccinated, surround your kids with people who are vaccinated. Matter of factly, keep your kids away from unvaccinated, which is one thing if you're at, you know, whatever, don't take them to a restaurant because you're afraid or the mall. It's another thing to <laughs> sit there and try to figure out which one of your kids' classmates are vaccinated and which aren't, and then separate them or at the playground. I mean, that is really, that, that is really cynical and scary that the president of the United States wants to separate little children until they forces every child to get the jab. And, and let's be honest, you know, most parents, good parents, aren't going to do it. I mean, no, why of course would you, not. Why would you force a six-year-old to get an injection he doesn't need? So you're going to have, I mean, you think it's bad now when it's just, I don't know the number, 40 million unvaccinated versus you know close to 200 million vaccinated i would say you're not going to change the numbers among children you're not there's just too many parents who are never going to give in who are never going to surrender to this insanity so from the comments here we've got uh our buddy El Quiggs, I'm vaccinated and, sit and sitting home sick with COVID after catching it from my army son home from Christmas. He was forced to get the, the COVID vaccine or lose his job. Unbelievable. He's back on base isolating. So it's not the pandemic <laughs> of the unvaccinated, you clown. And you know where the worst places are? Schools, high schools, elementary school, and colleges. This place where allegedly people are, are, are smart or learned. And the worst ones are the most elite schools. And y Yale has come down with all these rules. I think I tweeted out the Yale rules oh, yeah. uh, yesterday. And if you test positive, they have a place. You're vaccinated. You're young. You're positive. You got Omicron. It's not a big deal. You don't even feel sick. And they're going to isolate you like in a dorm, a specific dorm, you know, for the, for the, for the sick. <laughs> and they're going to make you stay there and deliver meals to your room for 10 days. Crazy. So a healthy college kid paying seventy five thousand a year 
test positive uh, for a, a virus that doesn't really affect them. Well, and didn't, and the, didn't the CDC just change the recommendation from 10 days to five days to five, anyway? So five. And, 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 and Fauci said it's because you couldn't do it. It would hurt the economy too much. There'd be too many people isolating. Oh, okay. What has it done is it give people an excuse. I mean, now teachers aren't showing up because, you know, they got the sniffles in the middle of winter and they decided, don't want to take any chances. I'll stay home. And you can't really, you know, reprimand me. I'm, I'm, you know, it's COVID. It's COVID season. But let's get to the um, most insane there's a lot. There's a lot of insane measures. And again, making a kid uh, play basketball with a mask. In some states, I believe Maine, uh, a few others, you have to wear a mask, but you can put it on your chin while you're playing in the action. But like timeouts, you have to put it over your mouth. <laughs> Children, you know, 15-year-olds can play basketball with the, with the chin strap. How, then, how far? My question is, how far down the absurdity track are we going to allow this thing to go before we start just saying that it's a big clown show? Like, that's, uh, that's, I was looking. We were watching. I was watching the Patriots game, right? And um, on uh, on Sunday, and in the booth, there was a shot in the booth of the. I think it was the offensive coordinator, but down right, yeah. down <laughs> like the the desk from him is a guy with a mask around his chin, and I'm like. This is on national TV. Don't you feel like an absolute clown if you get shown on national TV with a mask around your chin? What are we doing? I'm not sure which is dumber, making the kids wear masks to play basketball or making everybody in the Boston Garden wear a mask except the players. <laughs> the players. Uh, so they don't have to because why? Because it wouldn't look good? I mean, yes. is it public health or is it not public health? But it's absolutely bizarre. They have, uh, I got a bunch of people who told me about their kids being forced to eat outside. Let me find one, uh, which we've seen lots of videos and photos of kids eating outside in the playground, like sitting on the ground, eating their lunch, six or eight feet apart from other kids. And I'm not sure what town it is, but I got one from a parent who said his kid is in elementary school. Kids have to eat outside for lunch. And yesterday it was like 10 degrees as we... And the parent, uh, the teachers get to eat inside. It's amazing. <laughs> and he asked a good question. They've separated the desks in the class. And the father says, they won't give us a reason why they can't just eat at their desks. You know, they're separated. It's warm. It's not ideal. You'd rather be in the cafeteria and socializing. But they make them go outside at lunchtime and sit on the ground and eat. And while they're out there, you know, with like one teacher and one, uh, whatever principal watching over them, the parent, the teachers go to the teacher's lounge and eat. Yeah. We got a, we got a comment in, uh, here in the chat saying my daughter's high school has the windows open during class. In Yo, I got a lot of those here. It was, it was a good one. A guy, a guy said the daughters, uh, it, it was a girls, high school girls basketball team. And he says, they don't allow to use the locker room. Right. So they show up at the game in their uh, uniform and they, w when they go to a away game, they take the bus and they, he said that they wear the masks similar. Uh, I think Massachusetts does it too on the chin, but every time out or break or quarter, Wait, they have to put it over their mouth. Clowns. After the game, he says they get on the bus and all the windows have to be open and they're sweaty. And he said, they drive whatever, a half an hour. They freeze. Yesterday, last few days have been brutally cold at night. So they're freezing, they're sweaty, and they're in the bus. It's for the kids. Shut the windows. It's for the kids. <laughs> All for the kids. Protecting the kids. Uh, it's it's truly amazing. But let's get to this one because this made me laugh out loud, and I tweeted it and got a lot of reaction. Here is from the Wilmington, Massachusetts public schools, uh, and here is the the guy sends me the actual. I got the actual uh, uh, order edict from the Wilmington school district about the band. You ready for this? I'm ready. <laughs> it's so amazing. It's so bizarre. Quote, students who play woodwind or brass instruments, parentheses, flute, clarinet, saxophone, trumpet, trombone, will not be permitted to play slash blow into their instruments at lessons in school. During lessons, students will assemble their instruments without the mouthpiece 
and move their fingers through exercises and songs, as well as participate in music and rhythm reading lessons while being fully masked for the entire lesson. Students are expected to practice their instruments at home and continue to attend band lessons during this time. Percussion students will continue to have their lessons as usual, since those instruments do not involve blowing aerosols into the classroom. We're making this decision after considering the high transmission rate of the Omicron variant and the low rate of vaccines among fourth and fifth grade students compared to older students. Dumb they people. Consulted, they consulted Becky Brown, their interim coordinator of health services, and determined while not optimal for music education, these steps will lead to keeping our students safe. Ms. Brown, not <laughs> optimal. It's impossible. Music is an auditory art form. If they're not actually making sound, they're not practicing music. No matter how many times you practice the position of your hand, if you don't hear what you're doing, you're, you, you can't play music. So, so why go through the charade at all? Just cancel music classes because they're not actually learning anything. They're not doing anything. Cancel you're right. That should be the choice. Either do it or don't do Jesus. it. These half measures. Stupid I had a guy, I'm looking for it now. A guy told me his. it's better than his kid has to learn saxophone while it's wrapped in saran wrap. Oh, my God. What are we like, doing? Like you press the thing, the little whatever, yeah, the, the buttons right. on the saxophone, yes, right. but it's covered saran wrap. That's why I mentioned the saran wrap earlier. But that is so funny that they're telling. And, and, and the funniest part is, it's just for fourth and fifth graders because the older kids are mostly vaccinated. So fourth graders, that's nine-year-olds. Yes. Nine-year-olds are supposed to learn the trumpet or the saxophone. Without playing it? Without blowing what, into what's, it. What's chorus doing? Are the, the choir and the chorus, are they just mouthing the words? What are they, what are they doing? They probably masked up, right? I mean, they, they, yes, and they're masked singing? up. You saw some of the bands in the college football games, not obviously the Southern teams or the red state teams, but I believe Michigan, the whole band was masked up. I tweeted out that picture. I forget what band it is where they cut the holes in the mask. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the one that tops them all, and this was from last year and it was sent to me uh, immediately when I put out the call for these insane restrictions was that band that's in the pods, the green, and like that's, pods? I believe, out west, there's probably some one of the crazy blue states out there, Washington or, or Oregon, and they make the band members, and they probably had to pay for them themselves, put them in these pods, like zip up the things and play their instruments, and they separated them, and it looks like something right out of South Park, Is it, you know? It's insane. In fact, I think South Park might have made an episode based on that nut, that insanity, and and we're going to look at that. We're going to look at that order from Wilmington and look at these pods out there in West. And we're going to someday we're going to look at kids playing basketball with masks or this, another one from a parent. The kids have to, um, the kids wrestle. I think they wrestle with masks on. They wrestle, which is so exhausting. That must be brutal. And after the match, they're not allowed to shake hands <laughs> or shake hands before the match. They wrestle for, 10 minutes that's grabbing and sweating and wrestling but <laughs> after no no no, no shaking hands this these these green pods are crazy though I'm, I'm looking at the image right now this it's like your own personal tent what happens for the tall students like some of these students are shorter no, no, all hunched like, over they're yeah exactly they're all hunched over it's their own personal tent it's all zipped up i don't even it doesn't even look like a like a um like a bug screen or anything it looks like complete plastic you can see through them. It fits their stand. It's it, This is the most ridiculous, obnoxious thing I've ever seen. What are we doing? Just don't do band then. If you're going to do this, then don't do it. And if it's right, if if it's some parent who's just crazy, and you see these parents, people, they go viral on Twitter sometimes. It's kind of funny. It was a parent, a woman who was all upset. She tweeted about it because she went away like on a business trip, and her, her husband took the kids to a restaurant, like like little kids, and she was irate. And you wanted to know what to do about it. You literally had to read it to see why she was upset. I mean, what was she just didn't? She thought it was dangerous for him to take their take their young children to a restaurant to Applebee's, and she was upset, like you know, threatening to divorce the guy. <laughs> people have lost their minds, but that's one thing. To be just a, a crazy, paranoid parent is one thing. These are administrators. These are superintendents. 
who are putting kids in pods, who are making kids pretend to play instruments, who are not allowing kids to put the windows up on the bus. In lots of classes, they put the windows up. Classroom, people are sending me all these, yeah, the kids are in school all day with the windows up. Yeah. To keep to keep safe when it's 10 degrees out. I mean, it is, it's, by now, we know enough. By now, this should be over. We should be we should not be abusing our children anymore. We went over those numbers last week, and I still uh, the the in the year twenty twenty one, the number of girls I think it was oh, the age like twelve to eighteen, who were treated for suicide attempts. The number of girls, the boys was only up like eight percent. The girls was up fifty one percent. Thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of kids are really struggling mentally, emotionally, millions of kids. Some are hurting themselves. Others are just being left behind. They're not socializing. They don't get to see people's faces. What we're doing to kids is uh, is criminal. It is sinful. And I can't imagine that five, 10 years from now, we're not going to look back with great regret. Obviously, there was a motive from the beginning to get Trump out. We That was Pretty obvious when you listen to Dr. Malone or any other guy who's telling you the truth out there who's not uh, just a uh, political hack. It was to get Trump out, get Biden in. But we did that. You know, they did that. They succeeded. All right. The, I guess it's about the midterms to keep the panic going, to keep the fear going. I think so. But we're going to look back with real regret and real uh, anger when we see what these crazy people have done to children. Two years of no, you know, not seeing people's faces. Two years of not getting to socialize or, or play sports like normal people. It's it's going to be it's going to be a scandal, and it's going to be it's going to be really really frustrating. It's akin to parents. like it's it's akin to growing up in a in a war torn country. It's like kind of the same thing. You're locked down. You're you're social distance. You're staying away from people. You don't trust anybody anymore. That's what it's like for these kids who are growing up and, right now. And you know, if you're paying attention at all, you know it has nothing to do with public health, nothing to do with keeping kids safe. You know, when, you know, we've seen the numbers, you know, in Florida, they never masked anybody. They never shut down schools. New York, New York City literally has mandates and the numbers are worse in New York. The numbers are worse in New York than they are in Florida. They're worse in most, all the, you know, blue states, lockdown states, the numbers are worse. So it doesn't work. We know it. We have the data and it doesn't matter because we need to keep the fear going. And the worst culprit of all is that empty husk of a man in the White House who said yesterday that is still a pandemic of the unvaccinated when we know it's not. And he said, keep your children away we, from those filthy and, people. And, and we should be afraid right now, but not of COVID. We should be afraid whenever the most powerful entities on the planet the most there powerful people on the planet are all aligned trying to achieve the same thing. The media, pharmaceutical companies, Wall Street, all the big firms, and the U.S. federal government, they're all on board trying to do the same thing. That should make you afraid. Right. And 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 it, it is it should be frightening to everybody. If you dare, I mean, I just heard Rand Paul on TV. Rand Paul's leaving YouTube. He said, I got to do something. I can't yeah, continue yeah. to, to patronize big tech, you know, when they – when he does a speech, he puts it on YouTube and they would, if there's anything about that questioning, you know, vaccines, they take it down. So yep. he said, he's not going to go to YouTube anymore. It is amazing when you have people like, you know, Dr. Malone or Scott Atlas or Jay Bonachari, and you have these guys, doctors, scientists, brilliant people. And these just some, you know, 28 year old you know, radical from Silicon Valley sitting in the office saying, I don't want people to see what this guy has to say. I don't want them to hear from this guy because I don't like him. Boom! Take it down, ban them, suspend it's them. Worse than that, Jerry. It's it's pump. It's it's company policy on the top, top, top levels. YouTube owned by Google. They are owned in by- bed with the Feds, who want the same thing. When Trump was president, Wall Street lost money because they couldn't have the same connections to to China that they had before. You, I, you, I just finished Laptop from Hell. It speaks it, sell, you know, sells it pretty pretty firmly that most of the powerful companies, corporations, and people in the United States were not making as much money when Trump was in office, so they needed to make that change. Um, it's, it's edict. They, they still want it. They want to continue with their power now because it benefits them financially. So, of course, they're and, taking people like, like Rand Paul off the air. 
And when Trump was gone, they needed some other way to instill fear in everybody. So, and, and we'll see it this week. We've already seen it. Tomorrow's a big day, big, big day, big, big, big day for uh, the Democrats. Biden's going to make some kind of speech. And I mean, they'll be celebrating. Uh, there'll be parties, rallies. They're, they're loving this because, you know, January 6th was an insurrection. They almost overthrew our democracy. Almost. We almost installed the QAnon shaman, <laughs> Viking man, as new president. He was going to be the God King, and they were going to remove you know, all the Congress. They were going to kill them all, behead them. You know, I, I think uh, AOC was like three miles away and said they almost killed her and raped her. Fortunately, they didn't. So uh, we'll we'll get into that tomorrow, the big anniversary of January 6th. We got to get into this uh, Aaron Rodgers story because it's amazing. And uh, and we know we now you're not gonna believe this, but we know we think we know that uh, Antonio Brown was lying. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to think he's not a really good guy, Carano. No, he's but uh, let me talk about uh, my pillow today's show sponsored by my pillow. Go to mypillow.com and use code word Jerry for huge discounts. For example, the standard of my pillow, which is normally sixty nine ninety eight, is only nineteen ninety eight with code word Jerry. That's a pretty damn good savings, if I say so myself. My pillow is made in the USA. It comes with a ten year warranty and a sixty day money back guarantee. Machine washable and dryable. It's the most comfortable pillow you will ever sleep on. Get it now. You can support this show and strike back against cancel culture. Like us, Mike Lindell is constantly under attack from the cancel culture mob. You know, Mike, CEO. By purchasing from my pillow, not only are you helping us out, but you're joining the fight against cancel culture, against the mob. My pillow is not in big box stores, so you can get factory direct pricing when you order from mypillow.com using the code word Jerry. I love my Giza sheets. I love my pillow. You will too, I promise. They got over 150 products. Just check them out at mypillow.com. Just be sure to use the code word Jerry. All right, there's a brand new sports podcast. Well, it's sort of sports. It's called The Long Game with LZ and Leach. It explores how events on the field collide with the moments in politics, business, and culture. Good idea, guys. That's a good that's a good approach. Hosts LZ Granderson and Will Leach dig into vaccine, vaccine hesitation, online betting, and all the wonderful isms and phobias we've come to know and love and hate. You can listen to new episodes of The Long Game with LZ and Leach every Wednesday on TheRecount.com are on your preferred podcast platform. Let's talk about uh, that very subject. When sports and politics collide, um, you're going to see it. You're already seeing it with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, who went on the uh, Manning cast during Monday Night Football. I was watching this. He's good, man. He's just comfortable in front of the camera. I don't know what he's going to do after football, but uh, he's going to be on, on TV somehow, some way. Maybe he'll host Jeopardy, which he's already done. And I, I heard he did a pretty good job, and he said he loved it uh, when he filled in. But um, Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. We got one more game left. It's meaningless to many teams. I think the votes are probably in before this week. I should check that. He's the MVP. He's the highest-rated quarterback in the NFL. His team is the best team in the NFL. They get the number one seed in the uh, NFC. That is what defines an MVP generally. You know, it's generally a quarterback award because quarterbacks are so important. They're so valuable. That's why Brady's won it three times. Manning won it five. Peyton Manning won it five times. Rodgers has won it three. This will be his fourth. And if you're looking at the numbers, if you're looking at the stats, wins, losses, it's um, clear. <laughs> it's It really is. Um, it's clearer than it is most seasons. I mean, the other candidates are Jonathan Taylor, a running back from uh, from Indianapolis, or uh, Cooper Cup, a receiver from the Rams. Uh, that doesn't compare to a quarterback who has the numbers that uh, Rodgers does. But he's not going to get all the votes. It's not going to be unanimous. I think Brady was unanimous in 2007, I, I think. but. Uh, uh, matters. You don't have, don't have to be unanimous, but Rogers would win easily. A will will. I still think he will win easily, but he's not going to get every vote. You know why? Because he didn't get vaccinated. <laughs> that's not, that's not um, crazy. Just, I mean, I, what's it going to be like a year from now, Corona? This stuff is so insane. 
he didn't get vaccinated. He's young, fairly young. He's 38. He's healthy. He's in great shape. As he points out, he eats right. He he's, he he's understands nutrition. He works out. He doesn't he doesn't feel vulnerable. He doesn't feel like he needs the uh, the vaccine. He'll get COVID like everyone else, and he'll get over it. Um, but he didn't submit, and that pisses off the well, mainstream media. And what's worse about this is, if it were true that the vaccine stopped the spread of COVID then it would make sense to, you know, I could see Hub's argument right. here, like, oh, he's putting everybody in danger. But we know for a fact that the vaccine doesn't stop the spread of COVID. So why? So what has That's he done like, wrong? Watch, I want you to do this for me. Watch the entire Biden speech, whatever you call a speech, appearance. Because it's kind of funny, he's in front of a fake window with fake snow. Yeah. They didn't have snow in that fake window no, before, no. but it snowed, so they made fake snow. He's got a pretty good... Uh, you know, production team. team. Watch it again and answer me this. Does he know that the, does the president know the vaccinated are getting the, getting COVID and spreading it? He acts like he doesn't know. And I, he might not, but the people around him know, Saki knows, Ron Klain knows. And, and the media know the media, mainstream media. And again, sports media are just as bad as the MSNBC, CNNs, and New York Times. They're just as woke. In some ways, ESPN is more woke. And if we have time, I'm going to get into this Whitlock column because it's great about, about ESPN. But this guy's name is Hub Arkish, and he's uh, from Chicago. Right? Yeah. He's from Chicago. Yeah, he's, on, he's on the I think, he, I think he has a, he's on the radio regularly. And, he's, and he said, he's not, I'll give him credit for honesty, I guess, you know, because lots of guys hate Aaron Rodgers, and if it's close, they won't vote for him because he's unvaccinated and because he reads on Ron and Ran. Ein. Ein Ron. No, Ein Rand. Ein Rand. <laughs> Ein Rand. It was easier when we just called her Ann Rand. Can well, we that, just do that? No. Um, the, he reads Ann Rand, and he goes on with Pat McAfee, and he, I don't know what else he does, but they don't like him because he, he, he mostly because he didn't get vaccinated, and he said... He sort of said he did. He fooled them. He said he was immunized. And the league didn't come down hard on him. They came, they fined him $14,000, which is nothing. And the media was pissed. I know um, uh, Mike Florio will never get over it. Pro no, football talk. He no. was he was hurt. I mean, he did. They, I, I saw they showed him the doll and they said, where did Aaron <laughs> Rodgers hurt you? And he pointed to his little wee-wee because Mike Florio was really, really hurt because Aaron Rodgers didn't get an injection that he didn't want to get and didn't feel like he needed. So some guy covering the NFL from West Virginia at his home was really hurt because I don't know why. Anyway, let's get to hub. He says he's not voting for him. You know why? Because he's a bad guy. That's what he says. A bad guy, which is debatable, but he also says that he hurt his team. He hurt his team, a guy with 35 touchdowns, four picks, a 111 rating, high, by far the highest, and 13, are they 13 and 13 three? 13 and three locked up the number one seed. 13 and three, number one seed in the NFC, uh, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. In fact, I'm going to just say I'm picking them to go to the Super Bowl against the Patriots. I've kind of been going back and forth in Green Bay and Tampa Bay. I like Green Bay's chances this year. Green Bay, New England Super Bowl. Anyway. That guy isn't getting all the MVP votes because some guy from Chicago, some bitter, woke a-hole decided that he hurt his team by not getting, do I have that right? By yes. not getting the vaccine. Yeah. Can, look, can, we, can we listen to Hub Arkish try to make sense of this? Do you have an MVP vote this year, Hub? I do. Yeah, I'm one of the AP. There's 50 of us who vote, and I am one of us. And are you... Did you reveal that you're not voting for Aaron Rodgers? Is that correct? I did. Yeah. I mean, I've been pretty consistent about that all year. Um, I don't think you can be the biggest jerk in the league and punish your, your team and your organization and your fan base the way he did and be the most valuable player. It, it, has he been the most valuable on the field? Yeah, you could make that argument, but I don't think he is clearly that much more valuable than, than Jonathan Taylor or, uh, or Cooper Cup or, or maybe even Tom Brady. Okay. I, I know this is not going to happen, but can we just take that guy's vote away now? He's one of 52. That's a lot of power. That's a lot of power. You're right. And I guess, again, I'll give him credit for being 
honest, but this is a guy claiming that, again, the highest-rated quarterback who's got the top seed, who's, if you've watched the games, you know he's had the best year. It almost defines most valuable, right? He's the best player, the best quarterback, and his team has overachieved, winning 13 games, getting the first seed. That guy in, in this, this a-hole's mind shouldn't get the MVP because he hurt his team. <laughs> he, called, he called Rodgers the biggest jerk in the league, too. I don't know. Uh, what about, like, Tyreek Hill? I mean, what, about, what, about what about Antonio, Antonio Brown? Brown? I mean, <laughs> are there maybe bigger ones in the league? I don't um, know if they followed up. Why is he the big? Well, first of all, hurt his team. Hurt his team. Okay. So maybe you can make the case <laughs> that because he got fi- he got fined and um and removed from what did he get one game or two game suspension from it well, he hurt he his got, team yeah, he I, got guess could, the, and, I guess and, you could and they make didn't that. give him extra punishment because he just, they didn't think he he didn't matter they right, didn't, didn't see the media I guess but how did he hurt he his fan base it, he didn't and he didn't and ultimately he didn't hurt his team they're number one C who cares he didn't matter didn't well, Jonathan matter. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is a running back good damn good season. His team went nine and seven. Yeah. They uh, uh, didn't win their division. A running back on a nine and seven team. And this guy wants you to think he's almost as valuable as Aaron Rodgers. Um, Cooper Cup, terrific receiver. He's a receiver for a team that won the division, but didn't win as many games as Green Bay. And Brady had a good year. <clears throat> he threw for more yards than Aaron Rodgers, but he did not have a better year. Than Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady threw uh, uh, twelve picks, forty touchdowns. Good year, hundred hundred rating. Not as good as Aaron Rodgers. There is no argument against Aaron Rodgers winning the MVP, except he didn't get vaccinated. This is the media now. The media today, and as you point out, it's one thing if the vaccine, you know, did what they said it was going to do. It doesn't. It doesn't stop the spread. It doesn't prevent you from getting COVID. I think a lot of these, you know, anti-vaxxers, particularly, uh, um, I don't want to say you've been vindicated, but think about it. The risk is your own. I mean, if, if you get COVID and you're unvaccinated, the symptoms are worse, right? The, it's more severe. It, you might, you have a higher chance of dying, not you or Aaron Rodgers, but older fat people. That's up to you. I yeah. mean, that used to be, you know, you, my body, my choice. If it doesn't stop the spread and doesn't prevent COVID, then it should be your choice. You know, it shouldn't be a mandate that says you have to do this to protect others because we know it doesn't. Right. <laughs> uh, it's just so maddening. It's so illogical. And idiots like this, I, I, I realize and, it's not. And nothing and nothing they've said that that the other problem, too, is all the experts, the media and the politicians, they've all said the same. All the things that they've said will help stop the spread of the disease have failed. Social distancing, masking, uh, closing businesses, and and vaccine have not stopped the spread. They failed. It's like they haven't stopped the the truth either. They've tried by banning people like Dr. Malone or banning people like Alex Berenson, you know, taking them off Twitter, taking them off YouTube, speeches, shows. It's kind of leaking out. It's leaking through. It's like the virus itself. The truth is leaking out. And it doesn't matter how many times they sit there and say it's all the fault of the unvaccinated. More and more people are finding out the truth, which is why these stupid things like, you know, make it, you know, ban practice without blowing are just crazier. They were crazy a year ago. They're even crazier now. But uh, speaking of crazy, we got to get to this uh, Antonio Brown story because it is pretty funny. Let me do Shay first and then we'll do uh, Antonio Brown and finish up with, you know, Betty White, because I miss her already, Carano, but let's do Shea. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? 
We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you'll we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. All right, Antonio Brown, and, and uh, I don't want to say that media members get exposed, you get to see their agenda, see their sources, but a guy, Rick Stroud from Tampa, reported that, uh, you know, Antonio Brown's ankle was really bothering him, yeah. and Antonio Brown went to a doctor, and the doctor determined the ankle was a problem, you know, setting up the excuse or the grievance uh, the reason why he didn't want to go back in the game, the reason why um, uh, Bruce Arians crossed the line by telling him to go back in the game, they were kind of setting up that yep. scenario. And it was, I mean, we, as we said yesterday, you could see him running in the game, you know, looking fine. You could see him running off the field, doing his jumper jacks in the end zone, and he looked fine. It's, it's not the ankle, it's the a-hole. I mean, it's just a bad, bad guy. We know that now. But uh, uh, we got confirmation from who was this guy? That, was he the Uber S driver? Yeah, uh, I think he, he the way that he described it is he actually is on call for a few people, including oh. AB. So this guy's name is uh, Danny Shallot. I think of pronouncing his right name, C-H-A-L-E-T. He, he's known by the name of Danny Boy Hustlehard on Instagram. So that tells you a little bit about him. Uh, but right, he was on with uh, PMT, part of my take uh, yesterday, and talked about um, he picked up AB after the game and, uh, AB had some confirmation for him. Oh, hear? good. Sure. Here it is. You, you pick him up, you get him in the car. He seems to be in a pretty happy mood. Did he give you any indication whatsoever of what it was that made him make the decision to just throw well, his shirt in his gloves? Um, well, here's the deal. The, the, they were down. I'll, I'll be honest with you. They were down 24 to 10 or whatever the score was. And he wasn't getting the ball. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and and what really set him off, I think the coach or somebody on the sideline, yeah, yeah, it was a coach, said something to him, and that really just flipped his fucking top. You know what I'm saying? That That's 100% fact. Yeah. Um, I don't know if the coach said he was going to bench him. I don't know what was said because I wasn't there, but I know that something was said, and that just made him flip his top because. There you go. So he wasn't getting the ball. He he was good. The They're ball. throwing the ball to Gronk. Too many passes to Gronk. And it, that's more believable than anything. That's the way he, he rolls. That's Antonio Brown. If he doesn't get his way, he, he, he loses it. I mean, that's the way it's been on the field and off. And it just amazes me how many people were tweeting that, you know, oh, he needs to get help. The poor guy he needs I compassion. See. He needs our sympathy. And you're going, Wait a second. Some maybe of these people, he's just, uh, some maybe of these people, he's just a, a real bad guy. Some of these people who were like, uh, who were responding to your tweet yesterday, I'm like, I, I, should I say, I, I, I'm compelled to almost say so I didn't, but I'm like, are you, are you that dumb? Like he's had, he's quit on his team three times. He has all of these like very well documented instances of him being an asshole, whether it's farting on the doctor or sexually uh, assaulting or harassing right. different women or not paying his bills. Like the guy is, yes, he, he may have. Uh, mental health issues, but he also is a man of privilege with a lot of money and a and you know a football player. Right. He doesn't have to be this way. He could decide not to be this way. He's the best example of privilege, whatever it is, fame privilege. Yeah. You know, he's he can you know run fast and catch a ball, so he gets away with everything. And that's one thing, you know, that he gets away with it. It's another thing for the media to excuse it and say the poor guy, you know, he just needs help. At what point is? I mean, he threw furniture out of a 14th floor window and almost killed a baby when he did that did we say oh the poor guy just needs help he might have just it might be the cte acting up i mean at some point you just say really bad guy you know cut him get lost get out of our you know get you know you, you 
you're just you're just not a good guy. You're just not a good player, a good teammate. You're just not a good team player. But anyway, he's done. Hopefully, he's done for for good. And uh, by the way, he released a rap song, I believe, like right after that, right after no, did he, he stormed out. Yeah, but I heard it. It's, it's awful, as you'd expect. But uh, um, anyway, before we go, I wanted to get to this. Do I have time to do this? You want to talk about Betty um, White? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I, yeah, I, I, I the, the Matt Walsh asked this question, and it just got me thinking. He said, "With the death of Betty White and John Madden in the span of whatever it was, a few days, and I was never a big fan of Matt. I shouldn't say never. I was not a big fan of Madden, the color guy. Everyone was saying the greatest analyst, the greatest TV guy. I disagree. I mean, I think he was good at the end because someone got him to tone down the sound effects and the." boom and the bang and he, for a while for a few years there he was a cartoon character kind of a character of himself when they toned him down and i mentioned this on the radio many times he was much much better he was he knew football he, you know spoke in simple terms and he was a good analyst when he wasn't trying to be the the caricature it's, guy and super know? likable too super likable yeah, like apparently player. yeah apparently that's true apparently he treated people well. well i just mean even on air he comes across as someone you like would like to hang out with Right, right. And apparently he was. Everyone who's, who was friends with him said that. He loved to have dinner, tell stories, you know, that kind of thing, tell jokes. Uh, I hated the Raiders as a little kid, so I didn't like anyone involved with the Raiders. I hated them because I rooted for the Patriots. But anyway, the, the premise was that these were two universally beloved Americans, that they were two Americans that nobody hated. And that's a hard thing to be in this day and age. It's a hard thing to be in this very polarizing age with social media and everything else. And uh, they were trying to come up with people who were, who would be the only remaining Americans who were universally beloved. And I made a short list, but I'm not sure anybody qualifies. Um, Tom Hanks, although he's political, but people like him. You people know, do I mean, like him. He's, he's he's a liberal. We know that. But you can't hate him. How's that? He's not hated by anybody. Yeah, I think that's that's actually a good good one. I had uh, Harrison Ford. What do you think about that? That's not although, in you know, he's. I wouldn't want to fly with him. I was, you know. All right. Well, there's that. <laughs> I guess so. He's similar too. He's yeah. he's liberal, but yeah, he's not. He's not. That's not a bad one. Uh, going back to sports media, Al Michaels. Nobody hates Al Michaels. Everyone likes him. He does a really good job. He's you know obviously been around forever. He's, I think he treats people well. We've had him on the radio before, and he was good. Um, would Jack, for- Nick, Jack Nicholson qualify? Because I don't know. I mean, he's, does, does anyone hate Jack Nicholson? I guess maybe not. He doesn't seem to be like a very nice guy, though. I've heard, right. I've heard rumblings around that. I was thinking, so from the music side, I was thinking maybe Tony Bennett. That's a good one. Yeah, Tony Bennett. Again, I know he's probably big liberal, but no, who cares? Everyone likes him. Um, not, uh, not just Jack Nicholson. How about Jack Nicholas? He's yeah, still that's, alive. That's probably right. Yeah. Everyone likes him and apparently treats people well. I don't know. I think he's too old and he never was really involved, but Willie Mays is still alive. No one hates Willie Mays. I had another. You know oh, go ahead. You know, who's going to qualify? He doesn't right now, but I, pro- I'm, I'm, my prediction is he's on TV. He's good on TV and he'll be on TV if he, for another 20 years when he's, you know, 60. Peyton Manning is going to be loved by everybody. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, some in the chat, Steve said Clint Eastwood, but I don't, I mean, mostly, I think that's about 90% is the case, but 10% of people hate him because he's libertarian. You talked so. to the chair at the convention. Right. You know, remember uh, you talked to the chair because he was mocking yes, uh, Obama. Yes. Uh, but uh, that's not bad. That's not bad. Close, I mean, I these are people who aren't going to be around much longer. There's not no. a lot, it's not a lot of young people who are, the, universally loved. Do you know the biggest one, but is not American, is Paul McCartney. Yeah, although well, he took some hits with this new documentary. Oh, uh, oh, the Get Back one. I don't yeah. know that he really did. Yeah. I mean, at that, uh, yeah. Another. Well, you know who wasn't American is Alex Trebek, but he uh, did he ever become an American? But he I don't know that he did. Canada. Canadian. Yeah. But nobody hated yeah, Alex. Everybody Trebek, loved him you know? too. Yeah. Too bad he's and gone. Yeah. I'm gonna guess he was pretty good to people. See, that's the thing with Betty White is I didn't care about the Golden Girls or anything she ever did. Like, I mean, but the commercials she were in were funny. Her, her talk show appearances were funny. Yep. And by all accounts, she treated people well. You know, all accounts. The best story about Betty White was uh, from, I don't know, it was Seth Meyers or one of Jimmy Fallon, one of the former SNL guys. 
said she was the only celebrity host that ever got a standing ovation at the after party. Mm. She walked in the after party, got a standing ovation and ordered a vodka and a hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. She said she loved vodka and she loved hot dogs. I mean, so apparently she was the real deal and she will be missed, Carano. I I thought it was an interesting question because it is so hard to be universally beloved in this day and age. Um, You can't really be active, you know, and be, you can't be political. No, you can't be opinionated. Nope. And 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 be universe. You're going to split people down the middle, like which is what most people do. But uh, that's our uh, short list. I mean, look at like J.K. Rowling's says one thing about transgender, and she's despised uh, by by you know half the world. But anyway, we will leave it there. We did have time to get the Whitlock's column on Mina Kimes and ESPN. I highly recommend it. I tweeted it out. Check it out. Maybe we can get into that tomorrow. Tomorrow's a big, big day, big, big anniversary. You know what it is, Carano? The the day that the second American Revolution happened. Two years since this show started, January sixth, oh. January sixth. Look at so that! It's a big anniversary for us and for the Democrat Party, who will be celebrating the holiday. January sixth is a holiday full wall to wall coverage about the insurrection. Now they almost overthrow democracy. But we will get into that tomorrow and a whole lot more. Uh, But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everybody for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Carano. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show. And we will do it again tomorrow, January 6th.